This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer, and we are live again for another Law Talk Edition 112, and I have just this wonderful special guest with me today. I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to like, follow, and subscribe to our content. We're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. Uh, I've got a big TikTok following going. People like to either talk smack about my hair or uh, whatever. It's nice, but you can follow us. It's all Kicking Lawyer everywhere. You hit 20,000. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of people that like to make fun of my hair. It's nice. I want to thank Michelle Allen. She's a longtime sponsor for us. She has uh, she's your go-to in the other area for buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate. She's with Cry Like Realtors and just genuinely a good person, so give her a holler. And then I missed our NA, the band. If you haven't already, make sure you download uh, Wonder Girl from NA the band. Uh, to know what in Austin, it's free. You can download it uh, wherever you listen to your music. And they would appreciate that. And I think on Valentine's Day, they're dropping the full album. Mason's High Octane Martial Arts is located in Covington. It's where you can learn to be a kicking lawyer, too. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. We teach traditional and modern martial arts there. And uh, we're going to relocate real soon. Real nice, big new facility. So come check us out. And, of course, the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located in Covington, just off the square. Opens at 4 p.m. every day. We are going to start again this Sunday, I think, with a Sunday lunch. I think it's from like 11 to 2, but then we're just open straight up, and you can order from the regular menu if you come for that. So that's a lot of fun. And Masonite Digital Marketing is ready to accelerate your brand into 2023. So just holler at Josh at MasoniteMarketing.com. Joining me today is my youngest son, Jude Mason. How are you, Jude? I'm all right. I've talked to all the other kids except Jade. Jade just doesn't want to come on here. Um, so I say other kids, I talked to Alex and Austin on here many times, but I haven't talked to you. And then we were talking in the beginning that you did appear on my podcast, but it was when it was back in the office. I think it was like the third or fifth episode. Yeah. Yeah. You were young. I think you're in like middle school and now you're a junior in high school. I was in seventh grade. That would be middle school. Yes. Yes. Your voice is significantly deeper than it was. Um, I hope so. If they watch, they watch that day in the life video that one. I was in like sixth grade. I was fat in that. <laughs> he was he was talking about. I said the girly friend on there. I remember because he had his, uh, his little girlfriend's car was near us. How's that going? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean like, well, I will say as your father, I was just talking about this with you. Is you uh, you seem to be very interested in, you know, looking at your options with the ladies. How's that go as a seventeen year old? Um, well, in high school, it's like, it's weird because I, the options are like, not that great. And then I, it's like, I look at all these girls and I just don't really like, 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 yeah, they'll be attractive, like physically, but none of them are like very mature yet. And it's kind of like gross. <laughs> and, hmm. uh, cause all my friends, all the people that I'm friends with are like older than me have all graduated and 
I've just always been friends with more mature people, and I think that's because of Jade, Alex, and Austin. Mm-hmm. Being, because you're the youngest, you hung I'm out the with their, them and their friends and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so I always just ended up gravitating towards people who were older than me. Um, so all the people my age, like even the seniors above me, like I just don't really like talk to any of them. Anybody that I do talk to has already graduated or doesn't even go to school so so for your age this is just sort of generic jude because i don't know when i was a kid back in the day there wasn't any uh uh the internet was just started up as a matter of fact so like even chat rooms were a basic thing so we didn't have these apps and all this stuff all these different ways to contact or or know people that aren't from around here so for your age group how is most of that is that how you do it is it through apps or is it just you meet them or you see them i mean around some, some people will like just meet people through apps but i I usually will meet somebody in real life and then get their Snapchat or something, and then that's how we become friends. So Snapchat is the main one? Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. I don't even have a Snapchat. You should probably do it. You could post stories and stuff. Uh Well, I I don't have any interest in that. Obviously, uh, your stepmother would be angry if I was getting on there (laughs) to snap folks. But I thought that was mostly what it was for. So, Are there businesses on there? Yeah, there's like everything on there. Like hmm. co- content creators, businesses, people who just want to post stuff, like everything. Yeah, they've kind of got. Uh, there's a little bit more like Instagram now to some degree. They got some. It's not permanent though, right? Isn't yeah. it like stuff that goes away? I mean, no. Some of them. If you have like your own like uh, channel, I guess. I think if you have like five thousand or more followers, you uh-huh. become a, like a channel. Or oh, whatever. so it's kind of like TikTok, where you got to get so many in order to be a creator. And so you can go over here to. I don't. This is the stories, and then down here is Discover, and it's like, and it's Yours like, looks like it's all women though. It's <laughs> one woman on there, and then it's just like random stuff. Like there's Danny Duncan, there's uh, is uh, Papa David Jerry Dobrik. on it? No, no, <laughs> he might be. I don't know. It's probably... So uh, since the last time you were on one of these show things, I do obviously it's been some years, right? And you've had to grow up uh, around me and with me. Is there anything from your perspective as a kid that's you know, because a lot of people, I'm sure, think it's weird that I'm I'm this martial arts kicking lawyer guy and all that. Uh, do you have any memories of any of that being odd, or are you just used to the craziness? I mean, I think I'm used to it. I do remember, I do have a lot of memories of people thinking that I'm, like, cool because of it. Yeah. And you would think, I feel like, like, a lot of people would be like, oh, he probably, like, people who aren't around here and know us would probably be like, oh, he might not be, might get picked on for for his dad being weird, but everybody's like, "Oh, watch out for Jude! He'll whoop your, <laughs> whoop your tail." He's, you know, it's taekwondo. Yeah, just your dad's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, but I'm all right. You, you kids have all tr- turned out pretty good, despite all that. I think so. You're all pretty confident. And for those that don't know, Jude is like a replica of me when I was his age. He he gets sick of me hearing that, but he'll literally move sometimes the way his hand will move, and I'll have deja vu to be in his age and being built just like him. He's a little taller than I was at his age and a little leaner, smaller. I was broader, I think, but otherwise we were we we're built very much the same, and I even looked like him. There's some pictures I found of me at his age, and we look very similar. So that means you get to look forward to having uh, this this body over here, Jude, so you're welcome. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. Could be worse. Well, apparently, of course, according to TikTok, my hair is terrible. Everybody's just dogging on me. At least you got that good <laughs> I hair. Got, I got straight. I got the poochie hair. Straight hair. He had straight yeah. hair. Didn't you? Uh, yeah, it was straight. But his hairline was exactly like mine. So he had the identical hairline to me. Do you have any? You don't. Well, you weren't even around yet, were you? I don't. No, I think Austin was two when he passed. So you didn't even. You never got to meet him. 
Uh, and then did you you knew Big Nana some, right? You remember yeah, her? I remember Big Nana. Yeah. Going over there all the time and watching the nanny yeah. at like three in the morning. Fran Drescher. And eating those oatmeal cookies. <laughs> those dollar store <laughs> oatmeal cookies. They were fire. You remember those, uh, Josh? Oh, yeah. She had that big glass jar. She uh-huh. kept them in. And, and then she used had to like, tear them up. I have the glass jar. She had like yeah. 20 pounds got of juicy fruit just in her cabinet. Yeah, she times. was all about the juicy fruit. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then I remember we would go to like Uncle Jeff's store and she would be working there and she would always give me a biscuit. Yeah. She was making the biscuits. Yeah. And the biscuits be piled up. Yeah. <laughs> she was good, man. She was good. At, she was a hard worker, too. She would work all the time. How old was she when she stopped working at Uncle Jeff's store? Uh, she worked up till she couldn't. Like, she, yeah. I think that's part of what hurt her. I, I, I think, uh, I think that's, I think there's probably some studies on this, I would think. I've always heard it my whole life. But I think it's true. People that work their whole life, when they stop working, I think it's even a statistic. Josh might even be able to look it up. There's a statistic where from retirement, like it's within five years or something, like five or ten years people die. It, so like don't retire is kind of the yeah. thing. So she, we were nervous when, when my grandpa died, your great-grandpa, because we thought that uh, she, she had been there taking care of him always, and then after that she might not make it too much longer. But I really think it was more than not being able to work. I don't know how accurate this is because that doesn't seem accurate to me, but it says a 65-year-old can expect to live another 19 to 21 years on average. Oh, well, probably, that's good. It's probably just yeah. people who, like, enjoy working, who have, like, made their life about working. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, I wonder if there's a correlation to the older they get and then retire. You know, of course, that could just be because they're older. It may not have any correlation. Well, I think, I think lifespans are also extending anyway mm-hmm. just because of medical science and things. Like, people, they already said that the first person to live to be, like, 200 is probably already alive. Oh, really? Just because of advances in medical science and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's not going to be me. Yeah. yeah probably <laughs> probably not me either. Not me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got good genetics on your mama's side. They live longer. But on your my yeah. side, they, well, you know, Papa Jerry's beating the record. But uh, generally, they were kicking it in the 60s. So yeah, I, I think a we'll while see. ago, I added it. Uh, I added all my great-grandparents' ages at the time or when they died up and, like, averaged it out. And I think, like, that, like, when, if, it's not going to be true, but, like, if I did die, the average would be, like, 72 to, like, 68. Well, part of, like, Papa Jerry, the medical advancements are a lot of what's helped him. He's gotten really two new leases on life that if he if these occurred 30 years ago, he wouldn't have had. Yeah. And so you got to think that the med- medicine's going to continue to advance. Plus, just really even for your generation, your knowledge of nutrition and health and fitness is higher than mine was. So... Uh, I think that's already get you get you guys a little ahead of the curve. So you know, I can see people living longer the 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 age extending on. When did like when you were a kid and you had like all all your friends and stuff that like would work out? When did they start like knowing about like bulking and and yeah? So and we did we didn't have the internet. I just said that right. And when I was in high school and started to get interested in it, all we had were you get magazines. So I used to get Men's Fitness and Flex Magazine and Muscle and Fitness. These and they were most of them were like the, the Flex Flex Magazine, Muscular Development, and I think Muscle and Fitness were all like Weeder Publications, which is the company Joe Weeder's company that owned the Olympia. So they were all like there was these sponsored bodybuilders in there that were just roided to their their gills. And back then, people weren't talking about that. That they were—that's what it was. It was they—they they knew how they were eating, and they knew. So a lot of our knowledge came from what we, at least for me, came from those magazines. Or 
it came from when you were in high school and you had your coach for whatever the team was. The yeah. coach was sort of became the authority. You know, in hindsight now, although I had some great coaches at different times, like when I played football, they some of the things they wanted us to do even now I know weren't ideal for the time. So that that was where I got most of my information. I'll never forget I was fourteen or fifteen, maybe maybe fifteen or sixteen, and I started to get really into the martial arts and the fitness and lifting weights and stuff. And I remember I, uh, I Nana Connie and Papa Jerry, your your grandparents, are me and Josh's parents. Um, were great people and always made sure we had food, but they weren't the healthiest. There was always like snacks and snack cakes and chips and all these things that weren't healthy. So I remember going and buying my own loaf of bread, turkey slices, and apples. And so in the morning I would eat an apple and I'd bring a turkey sandwich with me for lunch. And then at dinner I'd maybe eat another apple and another turkey sandwich. Because that's, that's to my, at the time, my nutritional knowledge was, well, that's probably healthy. It was healthier than what I was doing. But, you know, I wasn't eating any vegetables. I didn't understand how the vitamins worked or I didn't know how amino acids worked or any of this different stuff. Um, so that was kind of the basis for me of uh, sort of nutritional knowledge. And then it just started to grow from there. Yeah. I like – I don't know if the reason that I know about stuff like that is because I've had you as my dad and you've just taught me about that. But also the kids around me, like um, I don't know if it's the Internet or just knowledge being – like gone through the generations Mm -hmm. but they know like all about that stuff too yeah i think your generation is probably already more knowledgeable about that stuff than even my generation was Mm -hmm. Um, just because of tiktok and the internet and these influencers fitness influencers so we didn't have you know all that even when i was in high school that wasn't a big thing yet yeah yeah i mean you definitely have an advantage the internet has changed the game for a lot of stuff i think it's changed it for the uh, for the better in a lot of ways but you you hit on something jude that's a good point that you you and I have talked about, I think, and I think I've told you this. I know I know. I just talked to Alex about this, but, you know, you're the sum of the five people that you're around the most, whoever those people are. So when you get, you kids were all younger, y'all were around me a lot. So that's why y'all all grew up working out all the time and probably assuming everybody worked out and kind of being a little more knowledgeable about it and even knowing how to talk in front of people. You know, I, I would like to think those are skills I have that you have probably sort of through uh, exposure, you know, kind of gotten. Um, but then as you get older, you're not around your parents as much, you know, like you and I don't get to hang out much. I'm always, Hey Jude, how was your day? And that's it. And then you're yeah. doing your own thing, which is normal. That's how it works. You know, when I was your age, the only thing I cared about was Taekwondo. Like that was a hundred percent my focus. I wanted to teach Taekwondo, wanted to do Taekwondo. just kind of like you feel like with soccer. I think when you first got that bug, it was a lot like that. And so unless it revolved around that, I would walk in the house, Hey, how is it? I go lift weights or read Black Belt magazine or read a Bruce Lee book or that's it. That's all I was worried about doing. Yeah. So, you know, it's very normal for you to be focused on Jude and what Jude's doing and all that. But my point is, because you're not around people that necessarily have your best interest, you have to be real smart about who you're around the most, you know, uh, because they're definitely going to influence you. I'm just reading a book called Atomic Habits. It's real good. And it was talking about um, people, they did studies and have proven that if you're heavy set and you're hanging around heavy set people, you're just going to keep getting more heavy set. But if you're heavy set and you start hanging around skinny people, all of a sudden you start getting skinnier. You're literally the sum of the people that you're around the most. Yeah. So if you want to be whatever, you need to hang out with people that help drive you to the the whatever, assuming it's a positive movement. I would say that the people that I do hang out with are like pretty positive, but there's only like one of them that really pushes me to to be better. And uh, 
guess that would probably be like Coates. I try to get Coates to come on here with you, but it's his birthday today. Yeah. So shout out, happy birthday, Coates. Happy birthday, Coates. Yeah, so he uh, he took off for some birthday shenanigans, but yeah. that's good. Yeah, I know he's got you reading the 48 Laws of Power. And read a bunch of stuff. Other now. stuff. What else? Uh, there was the the Laws of Seduction. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a couple books from, from Luttrell. There's one that's... He gave uh, you the Laws of Seduction? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He gave me... Uh, this book called Soccer IQ, and it looked like some cheap book, but uh-huh. I read it, and it was actually like, it like it p- basically plans every detail of the game out, and like just tells you. Oh, that's cool. Like what to do. Yeah. Well, I know that you've been real excited about soccer. I know that you said that practice starts tomorrow and everything, and that's a big deal for you. And then you even got me sort of into it. I'm just glad. I'm always glad to support whatever you kids do, as long as it's positive. And yeah. I think it's positive. And even though it's not taekwondo, it is kicking, so that's good. <laughs> So it feels that, and then we started going to the Memphis 901 FC games because yeah. of it. Uh, probably even want to sponsor them this week, this year because of it. So, you know, I'm excited that you're in it. Um, I have noticed that uh, soccer in the—I mean, I've already talked to you about this some, but soccer in the U.S. in my generation, especially, has exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it's never been this big before. I don't think in the in the in the Americas because it's just been European the whole time. But now, like the new. Memphis FC is getting their new stadium for, like, butt ton of money. Yeah. And uh, everybody at school was talking about the World Cup, World Cup when it was on. I remember, like, in middle school and stuff before mm-hmm. this year, nobody cared about soccer. Nobody even Yeah, nobody about cared it. about it when I was in high school. Yeah, when I was a kid, there wasn't – I don't even know there was a Little League soccer available. Like, we just – you didn't do soccer. When yeah. I was little – you might have – I think there was Church League base, uh, basketball. We played baseball. We played Dixie Youth Baseball. And then there might have been one league around here of some kind of little league football. And then – but high school was – the whole focus was football. Like it's like it is now. Everybody loved football. But yeah. I think you're right. I think it's grown a lot more acclaim um, in your generation than previous ones. Yeah, and I think that once once the the U.S. really takes to soccer, like – like almost nearly as big as like baseball or football, then it will be like we'll be. I think we we could compete with like the European countries pretty well because mm-hmm. our athletes that would be our insane athletes that would be playing baseball or or football would come play soccer. Yeah, well, it, kind of the opposite happened with MMA because in MMA in the beginning, you know, there weren't really athletes and stuff in it, and then it really grew. UFC grew to such prominence where you could actually make some money doing it. The U.S. the U.S. had the most athletes that were interested in doing MMA, and then the other countries struggled to get champions because it just wasn't as prominent prominent there. So it's kind of the opposite. But now it's spreading. So now MMA is spreading so efficiently to other nations. We're starting to see champions come out of different camps from other right. areas. It's almost the opposite of the soccer growth. Those Brazilian dudes. Some of them, some of them. But I mean, you got a lot of Americans that are beasts, yeah. and then you got people like Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. That are uh, Irish and have you seen him like he's like redoing his whole look? Yeah, he's he's trying to fight at one eighty five. He's big. Yeah, Joe Rogan uh, made the comment that he might have been, you know, gilded out. He was. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people were trying to say he was on something. Like they that. said that if he peed, know. it would be like Mountain Dew or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people could get bigger, but not a. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I kind of got embarrassed over the whole Liver King thing because I was buying into all his stuff. I mean, I was like, I could see how. If you're really doing what he claims he does that long, I could see you know human performance I mean, going to a different level, but apparently not. I don't think I ever like 100% believed it, but I never like doubted it. Like I was, I didn't really care. 
Like oh, I followed it, stuff. man. I was all about it. That's why Madeline just thinks it's funny now to rub it in is because I, uh, man, I was following all his stuff. I was ordering his supplements. They, matter of fact, now there's a lawsuit against him over that because they're saying that people relied. He was basically saying the reason he looks like that is not steroids, but because of the supplements that he takes mm-hmm. and that he sells. He never really tried to hawk his supplements. He was hawking, you know, better living and eating yeah. raw organ I never meats really and all saw that stuff. Any TikToks of his supplements. It would just be like, well, he would we have them on. Today? He would he would have them indirectly. So like he would be eating whatever he was eating, and then he would say, "And my whatever the supplement was, I forget." But then he'd knock it off the table. Uh, he always indirectly was pushing his supplements, and then there's links on it to, to all his. Co- He's got several supplement companies. There were links, so. I mean, I can see it, but at the same time, I think one of the defenses that they're going to do on that, or at least if I were his lawyer, one of the defenses I would do is that was it reasonable for people to really believe just taking those supplements is going to make you look like that? Because it was really more that the whole way he lives is the way he, reason he looked like that. He worked out twice a day so hard. Yeah, he ate no, the specific diet. And nobody's going to do that. Yeah, and people aren't going to do that. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see. But it's like a $25 million lawsuit against him. Uh, the the first one so far that's come out. One thing you said, Jude, that uh, you were talking about how the, I was going to ask you the people that are around you, but you kind of answered it by saying there's really only one that may be sort of negative. What about you, Josh? Of the five people you hang around, are they all pretty positive? Yeah, I mean, most of them, my, my closest friends, most of them don't live around here, and we saw that the past couple of weeks with most of them visiting for the holidays. But it's mm-hmm. like Justin Otto, uh, my best friend Andrew Watson, uh, uh, Ben Sass. And my buddy Ryan McCory that was literally just here, uh, and all of them are very positive. You know, Ryan's a filmmaker like me, so he kind of is one of the first people to inspire me to try to make, like, better movies and stuff because yeah. he's so good at filmmaking. And Otto and Ben are both very big in the gym and fitness and working out and all that. So, uh, yeah, they're all very positive, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to analyze that myself the other night on the five people that I hang around. I enlisted you as one of them, Josh, because since you're in the office right by me, I see you pretty regular. And then uh, Brian, I'm around Brian a lot. She's kind of laughing at that. Uh, Madeline, which she's very positive. So, yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of other people I hang out with or I see, and it's kind of the same amount. James, I'd, I'd probably add to that list now. I see him pretty regular all the time. I think James is one of the people. And he, he does push me, but in a different way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think he he pushes me to be like, like just genuinely all around smarter and better about like money and stuff, just like making money, thinking about it and putting it. Well, you're already ahead of the curve from where I was, you know, I've only in literally the last three to five years really even started any kind of savings, which is I'm way behind the curve, but you've already been asking about it and wanting to open your own trading account and all that stuff. So it's like I told you, if you're just putting back, you know, 10, 20 bucks a week, man, you imagine your my age what that could turn into if you manage it right, especially with compounding interest. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm glad that you're interested in all that stuff. Yeah. What What are you more interested in on the investment stuff, the stocks and stuff? I don't know. Uh, really, like the one thing that I've been thinking about a lot that me and Coates have talked about a lot, and he, like it's really piqued my interest in it is uh, just like real estate investment and like putting money towards real estate, working really hard to get properties and fix them up and sell them so or, or rent them out. Flipping them or renting them. Well, I've got some books you can read on that. And yeah. I told you I just bought the Tennessee Real Estate License uh, Guidebook because I was thinking about taking it myself. Yeah. Not that I'm necessarily going to flip and be a realtor. I like the idea, too, of real estate. 
And I also don't like people knowing things that I don't know, so I thought it would be cool to know the ins and outs of what's involved in actually being a realtor. Uh, I think a lawyer in Tennessee, I meant to look this up, can become a realtor or maybe not have to take the preliminary course in order to sit for their license. I'm not sure because we train in real estate. Like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of lawyers can do closings um, and do closings. Anyway, I, I don't know, but I had some interest in it too. Be the kicking realtor. Hey, man, the whole kicking lawyer thing, I've – like, you know, with Madeline, uh, my idea, and I don't know that she cares if I put it out there, you know, she's getting her nurse practitioner license, uh -huh. and I wanted to do a whole kicking nurses spin on it. Same stuff, just have a nurse kicking, because she's a fifth degree yeah. and kickboxing world champion, and I was like, that'd be awesome. It's the same same premise. So, yeah, you could kicking realtors and kicking <laughs> everything, right? You could have every job. Yeah. <laughs> you better, better hurry up and uh, trademark all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, right now, who could mimic it? You know, true, you'd have yeah. to be part of it. It's all me, you know, it, me yeah. and I could see Madeline or Jude or one of them. But, you know, like that logo is literally me with my mini pig. I don't really see people stealing it, although it is trademarked. I, I would be shocked if somebody tried to steal kicking lawyer. There's been those other lawyers, though, that like, have you seen any on TikTok or on YouTube? It's like they they're trying to do some crazy like theme, like out, out of like out of the ordinary and it never really seems like it's really gone that well for him. Well, it's all, it all depends. You got that one guy. Uh, we ought to reach out to him, Josh. I bet he'd be on the podcast. His name's uh, Lawyer Kennedy. Ken? Lawyer. I know you're talking about. He kind of looks like He's fake. got the rings he's on. The rings. He's always in he's the like big chairs. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always like, Ur. Yeah, I thought, I think <laughs> He's I always got rap music. Kenny or Kennedy's got, and he's got a, a, his catchphrase is, uh, Kennedy's got you or can handle it or something like that. But, he, I don't know who he had managing his social media. You need to get with him, Josh, because that dude, <laughs> we've been on TikTok, what, a year? Working on a year? Uh, a little over a year, yeah. Okay, so he come on TikTok a few months after we did, and he had, I mean, he's up to around a million followers, I think. And his first few videos were getting just hundreds of thousands of views. But he's like that. He's real crazy over the top and got the rings on and yeah. sort of eccentric looking. Um, and they do some interesting camera cuts with his. He's uh, got like a real... Real young music too. Yeah, always, it's yeah. always like a, a like a low. I, you don't know what that is. Like a low. <laughs> I don't know what it is because like I'm old. Like, like a, a low, trap, like trap a low mix, like a trap beat. Uh -huh. or, yeah, like a low fi yeah. beat in the back that like young people will be like ah, and they're interested so they're gonna watch it because they like the music. Yeah, well, I mean, for TikTok, that's probably smart because the demographic that's on there. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to me the ones that we've had that have gone kind of viral because the ones we intended to go viral didn't. It's been ones that were just random, you know. Yeah, like that one where you're ripping the piece of paper. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That one went. That well, one I thought that one. That one did okay, but it's not as good as like when I'm talking to those kids. You know, I, I think I even like say hundred and twenty something thousand. Yeah, I even say a bad word on there. And yeah. I mean, I clearly never intended that to be somebody, the TikTok that blows up. Somebody, I think it was Jalen's mom, Miss Echo, who was talking to me about it, and she was like, "I saw your dad's TikTok, and he just said shit from all these kids," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's what you were worried about, like you." TikTok. I thought I listened to. It. I thought it was actually pretty good. But. Uh -huh. Well, what do you think about that? Let's ask you about that. I've asked the other kids about it. You know, Austin had some conflicts because he worked up here as an intern. What do you think about the? And it can be specific to uh, very personal in that you're the son of a defense lawyer, criminal yeah. defense lawyer. But just in general, what do you think about uh, people accused of crimes having a defense lawyer? Well, I mean, I think of. I don't know if it's biased. I just think it's. I've had more exposure to it because you're my dad. Because uh, even when, like, I was younger and you were telling me about how it's a slippery slope and 
you can't pick and choose that even then I was like, I don't know. I still don't know like what's right or wrong. Cause I've thought about it a lot. And like, I think like now I realize that like the way that we have it set up now is like probably the best it's going to get. I don't know if there, I mean, there's just nothing we can do because if you change one thing, all these other things will have to change and it's a slippery slope. So I think that the way that it is now is right. And people who try to say that lawyers are bad people or something because they defend murderers or rapists, uh, I think you are dumb. <laughs> Cause yeah, well, it's, it's, you've, you've heard me preach about it before, and I agree there's some bias there. But what's interesting is I used to have the other way biased. You know, yeah. I don't know if you remember it when I. You, you remember me being a cop? Do you remember yeah. any of that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I can't even remember age wise because I've been doing this now for uh, quite some time, and then I did that for a long time too. But anyway, it all runs together. So uh, as a cop, though, I remember being biased against defense lawyers. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think anything like I do now. And so what changed was when the shoe is on the other foot and when you're on the other side and you start to see people that are wrongly accused that really didn't do it, or even more so if maybe they did do some component of whatever it is, but how it's going to have these long-lasting effects on their life that the cop doesn't think about, the DA's not focused on, the public doesn't care about, all they care about is, you know, put them under the jail when if they were in the exact same situation with those set of facts, they might have done the same thing or worse. So I don't know. It's just it's a different perspective when you have lived it, walked it, and and see it all the time. And, you know, like I was telling somebody early, earlier today, you know, we've had people come do work at our house that have had criminal active criminal records. And people are like, why would you do that? I'm like, they're people. Yeah. You know, most of the people that I represent, are not bad people. I really, truly believe that. Now, I have had a couple, just a couple, that I was like, hmm, this guy's a bad dude, you know what I mean? But generally, they're just people that have often an addiction or maybe they're they're born in a different position in life than you are. And so it's just really easy, I think, for people to pass judgment on them when they haven't walked a day in their shoes. Yeah. You know, they haven't had to deal with the circumstances. Now, I do agree that at some point you can't keep making excuses. You can't keep breaking the law, can't keep using drugs, all these different things. But, you know, it's just, again, it's easy for us to say uh, they're wrong and, oh, put them under the jail when we haven't had to deal with the experiences that they have. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I think so. the, the mental health of, like, any job that has to do with, like, criminals, like police, lawyer, whatever it is, for the judge, uh, the mental health of those people isn't talked about enough because they go through they go through a lot. They have to, you know, decide other people's – not decide, but they have to, like, well, sometimes it's they just, do. The judges do sometimes. Sometimes they do, but it's just it's just a lot. It's a lot of things that go into it. Like, well, that's interesting. You bring that up. Why do you think that is? Or do you see some sign of that from me? No, it's just because I heard a. There's a story that you told me a while ago that really made me think about it a lot. And like, like you, if you call a cop because somebody ran over your mailbox. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you oh, I told you that story yeah, about what I don't dealt know. With. You don't mm-hmm. know what that cop went through like a, a few hours before he could have had some little girl dying in his arms. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what that's happened. what he could have been going through. And you don't know that. And he's pulling up to your house to help you find out who ran over your mailbox. And you're sitting there screaming at him and yelling at him. That's just not like you, you just need to people. people well, need to treat people it's better. also uh, th- that that's a good point though, Jude on like the way people view cops in general and you know, cops become jaded. They do I, not all of them, but I did. 
And you, you eventually get to the point where you do come off as an a-hole, but it's because everybody, in your perspective, everybody lies to you. Because you deal, cops deal with 10% of the population 90% of the time. Yeah. So the majority of the time, cops are dealing with people that are either going through super traumatic stuff or they're lying to them or they're hiding something shady. There's just some shadiness somewhere. And so it's really hard for that to not grow into how you view life in general. Oh, oh, everybody's true. Oh, my wife, my kids, every, all these people are, uh, are are out to get me in line to me. It's really easy for that. That's another area where bias comes in. But it's also on the cop side where they start to view everybody. Everybody they stop as a threat. Everybody they stop as a criminal, potential criminal. And then you start to get sort of uh, desensitized to arresting people and what happens long term. And just, just it's, it's just a hard job. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel I still feel for all that. Well, you know, you know, I'm still have great respect for law enforcement, and that's kind of why I'm hard on them, like I am in trial, because I want them to be better. You know, I feel like that's a way that I can kind of help them yeah. um, improve. And then I still try to be, a, 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 I mean, I want to say mentor, but help them answer any questions they have. Any of them that still call me and ask me directions, I'm yeah. more than happy to tell them what I think on on this side. So, yeah, that, that that's very mature perspective on your part to. To see that, I, I thought you were bringing it up though, because like I try to do a good job at shielding you kids from my own stress and struggles. No, it doesn't have anything to do yeah. with you. Like you, we're good. You, there's not been many times in my life when I've seen you like get angry. Like if I like I actually sit here and try to think about it, like the amount of times that I've seen you get angry, I really can't think of one. Like, I can think of times that you've gotten intense, like when Bonnie was getting attacked by the other dog, you had to help her, or or you, I don't know, just things like just things like that. Like, I've never really, I can't think of a time where you got angry or, or like, did anything that would really make me, like, scared of you at all. I've never felt scared of you. I'm sure Austin has, but not me. <laughs> I got angry at him one time. Yeah. He was asking for it. You were a pretty good kid, though. I, I don't really remember many times where we had a lot of trouble with you. Anytime. Other than, you were, you know, you were, like you said, you were the fourth kid. You're the youngest. So, uh, you know, you, in some ways, it's great because you had these siblings, but in other ways... There's things that you maybe didn't, you know, you weren't the first, you know, so that I don't know if you felt different. Well, or... he, he may have had a similar experience to me because, you know, I was the youngest of the three of us, Jerwain, and my experience was that a lot of the mistakes that, like, you and Justin would make, I learned from, and then I felt like I didn't necessarily have to make those same mistakes because I learned, you know, by watching y'all. I'd watch mm -hmm. what y'all do. And he may have had that similar experience with, yeah. you know, Alex, Austin, and Jade and kind of observing maybe what they did and didn't do and that sort of thing and then... You know. Yeah, it's similar like um, with Alex and Austin and, well, kind of Jade, but I don't know, Jade Jade did like CTV in high school, and that's all like, and that, they don't do that anymore, so I can't really like get help from her on that. But like with Hosa and choir and all these all these different like things that I'm joining, uh, I could talk to Alex or Austin and find out like what classes I should take, what I should do, and uh, what I should avoid in high school and what like... And uh, I wish I didn't take chemistry because <laughs> chemistry, I wanted to take it because of Luttrell and I wanted to be in Luttrell's class, but it's not worth it. It's not <laughs> well, worth it. so speaking of what you're taking for the future, you know, we and we haven't talked about this recently. I know, you know, a few months ago when I asked you, but that changes with teenagers. So what are you interested in pursuing or do you have any idea? I don't know. For me, it changes. You said real estate. So that's something. Yeah, that's like something. I'm, you don't need I'm chemistry in real estate. 
but like uh, it, it changes like every week. I don't know how other kids are. I know a lot of kids actually who have spent like since like eighth grade they wanted to be a vet or a firefighter or a or a lineman or something. And I just like I can't relate because I can't think about one job and doing that forever. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want to do. Well, I'll give you a little bit of adult advice here, dad advice, and just experience in general. I think you don't have to do one job forever. You know, if you think about me as an example, now I'm real loyal, so I'll stick with stuff. So, you know, I was a deputy 10 years, but in the course of being a deputy, I fought professionally. I had a fight company at one point, the martial arts school. I had all kinds of different things I was doing. And then fast forward, I'm a lawyer. Well, we've got the martial arts school, a restaurant, all these other things. So usually the way I look at it is I have one thing that's sort of my anchor that I enjoy. It has to be something I enjoy. I always try to make sure it's something I enjoy. I can honestly say that I've never done anything work-wise that I didn't enjoy, that it's at some point I had some pleasure from it. Now, not all components of it, like being a lawyer is stressful, but, you know, I think the good outweighs the bad. But my point is, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm locked in. Like, you know, yes, I'm this kicking lawyer guy, but I can stay a kicking lawyer and do all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. So you can be open to that. I also think, Jude, you know, I ask you that question because that's kind of what old people ask younger folks. You know, but I think I've told you all this. I don't expect any of you to really even know what you're doing. I think in your teens and 20s, your job is to figure out who you are. It's not to answer the, you know, what's the meaning of life. And it's to have adventures and explore the world and figure out who you are. You know, I mean, I'll be honest, till I was probably 35, I don't know that I even knew who I was, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got time to figure all that out. My general advice, though, to you and your brothers and sister has been this, though. I highly recommend you do at least get the undergrad degree, you know, or a uh, whatever the trade degree is. If somebody wants to do HVAC, whatever, get that knocked out because then it gives you a base from which to jump in the future. If you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer or you want to do something different, you got that base knocked out. And I think it's much easier to get that bachelor's knocked out right out of high school just get, you know, unless you want to be a doctor, it really doesn't matter what the bachelor's in. You know, if you wanted to do, get a master's of business later, it doesn't matter what your bachelor's in. If you want to be a lawyer later, it doesn't matter what the bachelor's in. Uh, you know, I think you got to do pre-med or some biology-based one if you want to do med school. But my point is, like, I just think as a young person, all young people, in my opinion, you know, it's not the end of the world if you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you don't know what you want to do, quote, for the rest of your life, you know. Don't feel boxed in on that. And, you know, another thing, Jude, to think about, like, the whole reason that I do any of this stuff that I do is for you kids. And so if you, you know, got to figure it out and you want to work at this, the bookstore we're opening or you want to be at the restaurant or you want to be, you know, always be. The the, the point in, in me doing all the work is so I have a legacy to leave you guys. I'm not going to leave you with a ton of money, but I will have hopefully businesses that are successful. You know, and hopefully some of you will want to step into those. So those are always options for you, you know, yeah. down the road. And then just like with Austin, you know, he was here. He decided he wanted to do something else. I'm supporting him as much as I can and yeah. what he's trying to do. I'll always support you kids as long as you're being productive, good citizens. And honestly, even if you weren't, I'd probably still be there for you. I think that's what daddies are supposed to do. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, one thing that's different, a little bit different than with me is uh, a lot of a lot of kids don't know what they want to do because they don't really think about it, I feel like. Like, I've asked my friends, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. But I think I don't know what I want to do because I think about it too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if I overly worry about what's going to happen in my future because, like, 
I don't know, like I sit here and like stress about how much money I'm going to have for different things that are coming up and all that stuff. And uh, I, I don't know if it's the best or the worst or just what it's like worrying about money is a good thing, but it's hard to tell if the way that I'm doing it is not good or not or not good or you know, well, I think I, mean? I think worrying about it at all though shows you're like fifty thousand steps ahead of everyone else your age. So yeah, but it's like it's it's like everybody else my age is just being their age a lot a lot of the time, and I have a lot of fun too with my friends. Like I'm not I'm not above them. I I still have fun with them, but like uh, I do think I spend more time than some of the other ones of other people my age, just stressing about the future. Yeah, well, you shouldn't stress too much, son. I mean, right now you have no debt. That's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> we can try to work on that where you get through school, hopefully, without debt. And then, uh, you know, you got a stable home environment. You got you got a lot of things that some kids don't have, you know, that's yeah. a plus. And you at least have a wonderment to, I guess, know the things you don't know. You're open-minded. And that's a big plus. So I think you're going to do fine. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything you want to leave for the good of the order before we close this thing out? Uh, Any words of advice for future Jude? Come uh, come to the cellar and tip me well. <laughs> That's right. Jude's working at the cellar right now. He can come serve you guys. A lot of people uh, see him there, and he doesn't really brag about that I'm his dad. They don't, think, don't even know that they realize you're my kid. They do a lot of the time uh-huh. just by looking at me. You're a good singer, too. We didn't even get into that, but you've got a lot of skill. Um, you might even be better than your brother. So You know what I've said for a long time? I think the, the one that sings the best of you kids is uh, Jade. Yeah. And she Jade doesn't ever, she just doesn't have that confidence yet. No doesn't have the yeah well thank you for taking the time away from all your ladies and stuff to come be on the podcast <laughs> all the ladies uh, appreciate it and thank you guys for watching us this is another law talk uh, don't forget to like follow subscribe to the content we're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms audio format and if you just go give that stuff a like and a follow it really does help us out a lot so please do that we are on tiktok you can go on there and make fun of my hair Watch Josh's dances, lots of fun stuff. Make sure you check us out on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to download Wonder Girl by the NA The Band. It's available wherever you listen to music. It's free, and then their album is going to be released, I believe, on Valentine's Day, the full album. So be ready for that, and it's all free. Uh, Michelle Allen is a longtime sponsor of our show, and she's your go-to in the area for buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate. If you have the goal to become a real estate agent, I'm sure she'd help you with that, too. Uh, but anyway, Michelle Allen's great a supporter of the show. We love her. And Mason's Octane Martial Arts, located in Covington since 1993, fixing to relocate for the third time during that time frame to a new location. You can holler at us at masonsmartialarts.com. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located off Square in Covington. You can go see Jude. He'll be there. You'll be there tonight? No. No? Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Opens at 4 o'clock every day. Feel free to check it out. Great food, great drinks. And Masonite Digital Marketing is ready to accelerate your brand. Just holler at Josh at Masonitemarketing.com. We'll be here again, hopefully live, for another Law Talk next week. Hope you guys have a good week between now and then. And remember to keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.